Welcome back to the Portal Podcast, a new addition to the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. I'm Brian Clinton, editor and columnist for Heartland College Sports, and here we're excited to bring you the latest transfer portal, NIL, and recruiting news from across the nation in college football. Let's jump right in. 2023 five-star quarterback Jaden Rashada out of Pittsburgh, California, gets out of his national letter of intent with the Gators. He was originally signed with the Gators. He's the number 29 overall player in the class of 2023, the number six quarterback in the class. He's listed at 6'4", 175 pounds. Had offers from across the nation. He decided to go with the Gators, and it's reported that he decided to go with the Gators because he was offered $13 million in NIL deals uh, from the Gators NIL Collective, according to 24-7 Sports' Brandon Huffman. That deal fell through. It was a matter of time before that happened uh, with a with a high-profile recruit. It has happened. Uh, he is no longer committed or signed with the Gators. And the Wild West of NIL and college football just continues to track. We've seen this since NIL started to change the game whenever it was officially release as part of of college sports, and I think it's going to continue to do that for a long time. It's bad for the sport. I mean, let's be honest with ourselves. What 17, 18-year-old kid needs $13 million? Sure, he can can have it. He's earned it, uh, if you want to look at it that way. If somebody's willing to pay you $13 million to come play college football for them, then, you know, more power to you. But in the same sense, $13 $13 million for a 17- or an 18-year-old kid? That's life-changing money, sure, but so is $500,000. I, I I would even listen to a million dollars, but $13 million? That's just, this isn't what NIL was supposed to be. NIL was supposed to be dealership ads. You know, I hey, I'm here at so-and-so's dealership. This is a car that they're allowing me to drive. Come check out the... Florida Gators on Saturdays, blah, blah, blah. That's not, we're not seeing that. The Popeyes kid, Dearness Colin, if you if you don't know what I'm referencing, there's a meme, a Popeyes meme that's been around for years. The kid uh, is awkwardly staring into the camera. That kid from the meme has now grown up and is now a, a freshman and uh, playing college football. And guess what? He signed a deal with Popeyes. That's what NIL was supposed to be. B. John, uh, B. John Robinson's, B. John Mustardson, uh, his his line of, of food condiments. That's what the NIL was supposed to be. Bringing back NCAA college football video games and allowing players to have their name and their image and likeness in those games. That, this, is what, this is what NIL was supposed to be, not pay-for-play. It has 100% turned in to pay-for-play. We will pay you this much money to come and play for our school. It's just not what NIL was supposed to be. I hope that somewhere down the line we find a way of fixing it, but I'm afraid that we've let the toothpaste out of the tube. It's 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 too late. We can't go back, and I think it's going to be really hard to limit what players and how players are paid until a new governing body takes over for this. Because let's be honest, the NCAA over the last few years, it's been a joke. They're... The way that they investigate, hold investigations, don't hold them, hold teams accountable for one thing, you know, with one conference and not another. I just, I don't see the NCAA being the 
the group that gets this right. It's going to take something else, somebody else to step in, another entity to step in and get name, image, and likeness right. And, and right now it's pay for play. And it's the Wild West, and it will continue to be that until something is changed. As for Jaden Rashada, one lost opportunity for the Gators could end up being a huge opportunity for the TCU Horn Frogs, who are coming off of their best season in school history. You make an appearance in the national title game. Sure, you get waxed in that game, but you make it there. You go 13-2. and two, You're the Fiesta Bowl champions. You have a huge win over a program-defining win over Michigan. And so you you capitalize on that. And TCU is doing their best to do so. They, they've got one of the best transfer classes in the country. Right, they've got the number nineteen class in the country, uh, twenty twenty three recruiting class according to two four seven Sports. If you add a guy like Jaden Rashada to that class, that's that's fantastic. That's really really good news if you're a Horns a Horn Frogs fan. Kendall Bryles is currently in California visiting Rashada, and apparently it, it's reported that there's an official visit coming this weekend in Fort Worth for Rashada. So if they can get him in town and and get him to commit to the Horn Frogs. It's huge. It's a big deal. They haven't signed a quarterback in 2023. Um, it would be a very, very interesting addition to what TCU has already built there off of this fantastic year that they've had. It's not going to be easy, though. Rashad has already taken an official visit to Arizona State. It's reported that he's interested in Colorado and Cal as well, so not going to be easy to get him uh, to Fort Worth. But if they can, it's fantastic news. Let's transition a bit. There's been a lot of lists released. I I released my own list. Um, last week, we talked winners and losers. Let's get a little more specific. On3 released a top 10 transfers list today, specific players. And I, I want to go over that real quick. They list Notre Dame quarterback Sam Hartman, who transferred in from Wake Forest as the top overall transfer uh, in this cycle which I have no problem with that. They wanted a new quarterback, and they found one. He is incredibly productive. He's he's second in ACC history with 12,967 passing yards behind only Phillip Rivers. That's a good name to trail. Um, He's also rushed for 855 yards and 17 touchdowns in his career. He's dynamic, and that's a quarterback that Notre Dame means. I have no problem with that one. Colorado's Travis Hunter. He comes in from Jackson State. He follows... Deion Sanders uh, to be a Buffalo. This is, again, I I have no problem with this one. I really, really like uh, Travis Hunter there. He was, he played both ways at Jackson state. He's a corner. He's a corner and a wide receiver. He's athletic enough to play both at the highest level. He was the number one overall recruit in the class of 2022, according to several metrics. And he, he was fantastic while he was there. Buffalo's or the, the Buffalo's defense particularly their pass defense was awful in 2022. They gave up almost 265 yards a game through the air. That I mean, just awful. Um, he's probably going to play corner whenever he gets to, to Boulder. I, I wouldn't surprise me if he maybe plays a little bit both ways, but I, I think he's probably going to to transition into being a one side of the ball guy, and, and defense is going to be where he is needed there. Uh, number three in their list Oklahoma edge, Deshaun McCullough, who comes in from Indiana. He's the top 100 guy in the 2022 class. Um, Oklahoma just needs more talent up front. 
uh, and and a guy on the edge like McCullough is is huge. He just had a huge freshman season with Indiana. He had 49 total tackles, six and a half tackles for loss. He led the team with four sacks this last year. And so as he grows into uh, his own and, and becomes a, a more developed athlete as a sophomore, I think Oklahoma getting somebody that 6'5", 230 pounds in McCullough who can run is is a big addition. Uh, we'll kind of quickly go through number four on the list, Ohio State safety Jihad Carter from Syracuse. Uh, number five on the list is NC State quarterback Brennan Armstrong from Virginia. That's a big addition for NC State. Florida State cornerback Fentrell Cypress. Uh, he transfers in from Virginia. One of the best cover corners in college football last year. It's a huge get for the, for the Seminoles. More on them in a bit. Uh, number seven, Texas wide receiver A.D. Mitchell comes in from Georgia. Uh, that's a literal big-time get for Texas at 6'4", 190 pounds. Um, he does just have two ca- uh, sorry, two seasons at Georgia with just 38 catches, but seven of those were for touchdowns, which is th- that's pretty good. Uh, Penn State adds Kent State wide receiver Dante Cephas. He was one of the most productive receivers in the MAC over the last two years. It's a big-time get for Penn State. UCLA adds Jamichael Sturdivant out of Cal. Uh, UCLA had a really big uh, cycle for through the transfer portal. Now they've got their number one guy, which is good. And then at number 10, uh, Wisconsin quarterback Tanner Mordecai. This is where my problem starts with, with this list. Let, let's start with Mordecai. As on three puts it, there are two relevant numbers here. 71 and 72. The first number of touchdowns is how many touchdowns a Badgers quarterback has thrown in the past five seasons. 71. Tanner Mordecai has thrown 72 touchdowns at SMU in the last two seasons. So if you catch my drift, this is a big deal for Wisconsin, especially whenever you look up and you see that they're about to change a lot of things up there. There's a lot of things going on. You bring in Luke Fickle. This is going to change everything that Wisconsin does. Sure, they're still going to be really good at running the football. That's what Wisconsin's done for the better part of the last two decades, three decades. But Tanner Mordecai is going to be able to sling it, and I think that that's a huge deal. I would have him higher on my list is my problem. I think I think Tanner Mordecai is probably closer to the four or five area and most important transfers on my list. Um, that being said, he is on the list. Not a huge issue, I guess. He, he's just a few lower than what I would like. My biggest issue with this list is there were no offensive or defensive linemen listed. I'm not going to count Deshaun McCullough as an edge because he's likely to play stand-up linebacker more than he is to have his hand in the dirt. There are some big-time guys in the transfer portal that are, are going to new situations. And uh, the one that I'm going to use, I'm going to double-dip here a little bit because there is one team that signed two major additions, uh, one offensive, one defensive lineman, and that's Florida State. They went out and got Western uh, Michigan defensive lineman Braden Fisk, big-time addition, and then UTEP offensive lineman Jeremiah Byers. We'll start with Fisk. During the 2022 season, Fisk wrapped up 56 tackles, 10.5 tackles for loss, 4.5 sacks, one forced fumble, and a fumble recovery. Now, you may look at that if you are just a, a casual college football fan 
and think, well, yeah, those are nice numbers. No, no, no. This is an interior defensive lineman. He's 6'5", 300 pounds. Those are big numbers for a guy of that size. And for him to be added to a Florida State front that already has Jared Verse, wow. Yeah, Florida State's going to be phenomenal up front defensively next year. And then you flip to the other side of the football, Jeremiah Byers, who I have marked here, Big Fish Little Pond. He played in all 12 games for UTEP in 2022 and then entered the transfer portal. He is quite literally, he could be a huge difference maker for Florida State. He's 6'6", 290 pounds. He's just a sophomore. He's a redshirt sophomore. So he's got plenty plenty of time to grow and develop even more. But these are the small, these are the pieces that I think some of the national writers, it's it's a lot easier to write about a quarterback or, or a wide receiver, right? You really have to dig a little bit with offensive and defensive linemen. But I think that that is where portal additions being made make the biggest difference because the game is won or lost in the trenches. Florida State adding two of the best guys in the portal on those positions, that's huge for the Seminoles. Uh, Just needed to make sure that I got that in. So let's go with, here, here are three transfers that I liked that weren't on the list and one that I didn't. Let's start with the three that I like. Dante Thornton. He transfers from Oregon to Tennessee. He's 6'5", 185 pounds, and is a guy that didn't have a whole lot of production, had a couple years in Oregon, but he's 6'5", 185 pounds. He runs a 4'6", He only caught 17 passes, but this is a huge, this is a huge develop or a huge need for Tennessee. They're going to have to replace the 2022 Bolitnikoff winner, Jalen Hyatt. So you go out and you get Dante Thornton, and you get a guy, you meet a need, and not only that, but he was the number 71 overall uh, recruit in the class, of, or excuse me, the number 61 overall recruit, according to Rivals, number 74 overall recruit, according to 247 Sports, in the 2022 class, or 2021 class, rather. That's a big get. Uh, second on my list, a Johnny Cornelius. He transfers from Rhode Island to Oregon. He started 22 games in 2021 and 2022 for, for Rhode Island. Uh, he's an offensive tackle. And this is a big get for, for Oregon, not just because it addresses a need, but he is the number three overall transfer portal player, and he ends up in an Oregon jersey. It's a big deal. He, he earned all, all CAA honors, first-team honors this year, and he entered the portal with three years of eligibility remaining. So for Oregon to go out and get an instant plug-and-play guy at offensive tackle who's just a sophomore, huge deal. Uh, the last transfer that I like that I want to mention, Rondell Bothroyd to Oklahoma. Uh, he comes from Wake Forest. He played five seasons for the Demon Deacons. And as I said earlier, Oklahoma has needed to add some depth and some talent along the defensive front. That was where their biggest issues were uh, lied this year. Bothroyd is just that. He racked up 136 total tackles, 16 and a half sacks, 30 and a half tackles for loss, and forced four, four forced fumbles during his time with the Demon Deacons. That is talent. That is proven production, and that is 
seniority to go into a situation that needs some leadership. I think Oklahoma got all three of those uh, with a guy like Bothroyd, and it's a big addition for Brent Venables, who is trying to turn things around in Norman. I think that's a huge gift for them. Transfer I did like. This one was quite obvious for me. If you keep up with things uh, going on around college football, you've probably heard the news by this by now. Uh, Rob Rod Thomas transferred from Mississippi State to Georgia. He listed as the number 10 player in the transfer portal. He was arrested on January 23rd on felony charges. He, he, he was charged with false imprisonment and a misdemeanor uh, family violence. And I want to stop right here for a second and just say, I've, I've heard this before and you will hear it again on this podcast. You recruit your problems. Now, the kid, he, he's a young kid probably did something really stupid. I I don't know the context. I don't want to pretend to know, but you recruit your problems. The only thing that's going to stop Georgia from winning another national championship is if they rot from inside because Georgia has set a precedent the last couple of years. They have taken what Alabama has done for the last decade and they have copied it They've slapped a sticker on it and made it Georgia's and they've made it work and they've won the last two national championships doing that. So they go out and try to address a need and pick up a wide receiver who has, uh, who's played 19 games over the last two years and uh, has 62 catches for 878 yards and 12 touchdowns. However, he probably should have, they probably should have done a little deeper look uh, at what they were getting off the field because this is a guy that, you know, this is a distraction now. This is something that pulls you away from being the best that you can be if you're the Georgia Bulldogs. I don't like this addition. It's pretty obvious. Just thought that I needed to bring that up. But uh, Ra Thomas, don't like that for Georgia at this moment. I'm sure they will find another wide receiver who can uh, produce. But for now, just kind of a bad look for, for Kirby Smart and the defending national champions. All right, last segment of the day. Which incoming Big 12 team, so that is Cincinnati, BYU, Houston, or Central Florida, UCF, sorry, Central Florida fans, UCF fans, <laughs> which incoming Big 12 team can help themselves the most in the transfer portal as far as getting their talent up to snuff for the Big 12? For me, it's a it's a pretty simple answer, and I'll explain why. I think it's the Houston Cougars. I have always been of the impression that if Houston could find a way to get some backing from a, a bigger conference, that they would be a formidable opponent, not only on the football field, but in the recruiting trail. Um, and just they they could bring in guys – that they need to just solely based on where they're located. There's a ton of talent that comes out of the state of Texas. There's a plethora of talent that comes out of the Houston area. And so if you can have a team that can offer you to stay close to home and, and play good football in the big 12, um, like TCU has done, like Baylor has done, like Texas has done, there is enough, uh, not so much Texas recently, but there is enough talent to go around and Houston is kind of is far enough south that they can 
offer something a little different than some of these Fort Worth uh, and Waco area, you know, teams. And I think that Houston has already done some good things on the transfer portal going into their first year in the Big 12. They're ranked 10th in on three's transfer portal team rankings. And there are several several pieces on this team that are already familiar with the Big 12 because there are five players that are transferring in from Big 12 teams. Jalen Garth, an offensive tackle, played for Texas last year. He will be a Cougar in 2023. Oklahoma State wide receiver Stephon Johnson, who uh, transferred in this year, uh, was was with the Pokes last year, will be a, a Houston Cougar in 2023. David Aguebu, big-time get for, for Houston here. He's going to play defensive end for, for the Cougars. He played linebacker at Oklahoma, had 109 tackles in 2022. He is going to end up playing for the Houston Cougars in 23. Michael Laughlin <clears throat> from West Virginia, tied in 6'5", 230 pounds. He is a Houston Cougar going into 2023, and perhaps the biggest one of all of them, Donovan Smith, quarterback at Texas Tech, 6'4", 192 pounds. For me, Donovan Smith is the biggest addition for this team, and I I think it really just comes down to what he can bring to a team if he is surrounded by the right guys. Donovan Smith is – I don't want to call him a poor man's – Cam Newton, but there are things that he has done that kind of remind you of of Cam Newton. He has some of the athletic intangibles that Cam Newton does. He's he's strong, powerful runner. Uh, he's he's quicker than he looks like he might be, and uh, he has shown the ability to make big plays with his arm. And he's got multiple years of eligibility remaining. So if if he can hone into what he did well at Texas Tech and continue to do those things and eliminate some of the turnovers that he had uh, while he was in Lubbock, I do think that Donovan Smith is a big, big piece for Houston going forward. So that's going to do it for us today. Thank you for joining us. We really appreciate you guys. I'm Brian Clinton, and we will catch you next time out here on the portal.